the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Dr. McCary, you've been consistent. You were never hyperbolic. You were never a panicker. You always asked questions. There were lots of questions early. A lot of us didn't know a lot. But as we started to learn more, it seemed people just seemed to dig in harder and harder and insist there was only one way forward. And I'm having I'm still having a hard time getting over that, doctor. Welcome in. (laughs) Good to be with you, Chris. I'm bitter about it. I won't lie. Like, I'm really bitter. I mean, it it ruined businesses. It it forced people to relocate, uh, you know, hampered kids learning by years, maybe caused suicides and depressions and alcoholism. It was real damage done under scientific certainties that just weren't, doctor. Well, that's right. And I can tell you as a physician, when you show some humility, when you apologize, when you acknowledge mistakes and uh, people can be very forgiving. But we didn't see that. We saw we saw this sort of bold dogma that you're not allowed to disagree. And if so, we're going to shut you down. I mean, early on, many of us were saying, hey, wait a minute, this is selectively affecting a high risk group. We need a targeted strategy instead of a blanket strategy. They were arresting surfers in California and closing parks in Michigan and all over the country. And it took them forever to pivot. And it took them years. I mean, even now, you know, just within the last week, they're basically saying, look, you don't need to do anything for COVID. You don't need to isolate. You don't need to quarantine. You don't need to test massively, which is what many of us have been saying. But what changed? Cases are actually three times higher today than they were back in March, April, May of last year. But they finally basically have come around to accept the fact that we've got to learn to live with COVID. And media has completely stopped talking about it. When a calendar year ago, it was still very, very much front and center. And a little over a calendar year ago, there were permanently affixed graphics counting spread, counting death. It was this incessant counting. And we all understand, I think, the politics of it. The memo that went out, uh, I shared it a lot on my social media and talked about it a lot, that that, uh, the Democrat polling firm that said, look, you got to declare victory from COVID and move on. People are tired of it. Uh, We all understand that's true, but I would imagine heading into the midterms, Democrats can ill afford, now that they're totally in charge of what you just said, a threefold increase in COVID. They can't have that. So now we're just not going to acknowledge it at all. That's pretty remarkable. Well, one of the biggest frustrations I've had as a public health expert has been that the numbers of hospitalized patients for COVID has been massively inflated. And the number of deaths from COVID has been massively inflated. And it's hard to talk about because there are people who are vulnerable who are still affected and have been hospitalized and are hospitalized and have died. But relative to other infections, it's not at the magnitude 
the public health officials cite. And when you have NPR and the New York Times basically cheering schools to close, all they had to do was send one reporter to Europe where schools were open free and clear without masks that entire year and report that there was no difference in transmission. Or even now, cite any one of the studies that have conclusively shown that the masks had no impact on transmission in schools. That would have been responsible journalism. So when Sonia Sotomayor says she thought 100,000 kids were in the hospital, I, I don't feel, you know, she's just listening to NPR and reading the New York Times. The, the real number was around 1,000. She was just listening to this fear-mongering that's still going on in pockets of the country. Doctor, are there any honest conversations? I'll, I'll pick up with where you started. Is there, I mean, just kind of in the health space are there people in medicine that that are saying to one another yeesh we really got that one wrong or we just didn't read that quite i mean when i remember the kind of the zenith of all of this dr mccary i mean it was hysterical tears and tent cities and you know i mean it, it at one point this country thought that we were you know, black plague, here we come, you know, bodies stacking in morgues. I mean, it was a horror show that was being sold and it drove people to a crazy place. Is there any rearview mirror looking amongst your colleagues in medicine and go, I mean, yourself aside, because you were never hysterical, but there were so many in medicine that were so hysterical, doctor. Well, in medicine right now, we have a sort of oligarchy of the establishment where you're not allowed to criticize them. And if you do, you get shut down, canceled. Academic professors and physicians get bullied. They get told by their department leaders and communications departments to basically stop doing what they're doing or anything they say publicly has to be approved first. We've got martial law in medicine, and that's not healthy because I'll tell you, in the private conversations doctors have, they can't believe what they're watching. I mean, did you know that a survey showed that 40% of parents said their pediatricians did not recommend vaccinating their healthy children? I mean, you would think that 100% of pediatricians are pushing baby vaccines if you listen to, you know, the establishment. Where's the humility? We should have spaced out the vaccine doses. You know, we now learn that one in 5,000 doses results in a serious adverse event. No one at the NIH has been interested in studying that. The vaccine allocation was too complicated. Should have just been age-based. Instead, every you know special interest, like young teachers, inserted themselves in line and in order to have schools open. They never opened anyway. Ignored natural immunity. We had draconian hospital visitation policies that were human rights violations. Not allowing someone to see their dying loved one? Give me a break. I would have broken into the hospital if I needed to break the law to see a dying loved one. And then they promised no mandates. Remember Fauci, Biden, they all promised no vaccine mandates. And they went back on that promise. School closures, uh, so many things. It's just, it's unbelievable how you cannot talk about this in medicine, but there's a group of us that are not afraid. And we've just been speaking openly and honestly. And I can't tell you the number of private emails and letters and calls we get thousands and thousands I think it speaks to the fact that we're not in a good place right now. I, I'm I'm so grateful to you. I, sincerely, I, I don't say it pandering. I, that's why we leaned on you so much 
through it. And I, I've been so grateful that you've been a voice. Is that you've you've never wavered on asking questions and challenging it, even when you didn't know it was okay to ask questions. That's what I hated most. When there wasn't certainty, there was still this attitude of there was only one way. You know, wondering if there were two ways was not acceptable. We all had to agree on a way, even if we didn't know the answer to the way. Um, Moderna's CEO, Dr. McCary, says today they're throwing away 30 million COVID shots because no one in the world, no one, nowhere will anyone in the world take them. Um, how about that? 30, the Moderna guy is saying we're throwing away 30 million. Can't give them away. Nobody wants them. Nobody's taking them. What do you say? Look, when I heard about that, I, I was devastated for the shareholders, but I'll recover quickly because <laughs> they've been pushing a vaccine. <laughs> they've been pushing a vaccine that is based on a virus that circulated two years ago. So it's, it's just not that effective anymore in preventing disease or transmission. So we needed Covaxin, which is a new vaccine. It's still sitting at the FDA. It's better against variants. It's a traditional vaccine platform. But we had this very bizarre, odd, cozy relationship between Pfizer and Moderna and, and our health agencies. I mean, basically, the FDA and CDC have become subsidiaries of big pharma. It's very bizarre. Why did we never get the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, the one that's been given to a billion people in the world? It never got FDA approval. There's a very odd relationship. And I hope people see what is modern-day corruption through a lot of our COVID policies. Where do things stand in your view today, Dr. McCary? If, if you're someone who has never been vaccinated for COVID, you just all along, you said not getting it, don't want it, never going to take it. Is that a bad idea, good idea? Are you indifferent? How do you feel about that as a doctor? Well, at this point, at this point everybody's had COVID practically, 92%. If you haven't had it, and you can check to see if you've got antibodies, but if you haven't had it and you're high risk, I'd recommend you go get the Novavax vaccine. It's a traditional vaccine that just approved or wait for Covaxin. Or, um, but otherwise, the, the problem is when they ignored natural immunity, which is unheard of that a scientist who's intellectually honest actually thinks that after you have an infection, you have no immune protection. I mean, you go to the CDC website and it says, do not get the chickenpox vaccine if you had chickenpox because you have natural immunity. I mean, it's Fauci said it on C-SPAN two decades ago when the caller said, hey, I had the flu. Do I need the flu shot? And he laughed at the priest. He said, no, you don't need the flu shot if you had the flu. Having the infection is the best vaccination. So back when we had people who did not have the infection, and there was low natural immunity, I was encouraging vaccination of high-risk people. At this point, almost everybody's gotten it. And if they haven't had the infection, there will be an Omicron-specific vaccine coming out in about a month. Is this something that will just keep evolving and we're just going to see new strains and new waves of this where this eventually becomes something like a flu or a cold people just catch? I think we're already there, to be honest with you, Chris. I mean, people will develop on average 20 to 25 upper respiratory virus infections in the course of their lifetime. Most kids will develop five or six in their childhood. And so somehow the fact that we've got, you know, the 15th virus that's commonly circulating among 
kids in schools should not be a real game changer because um, the natural immunity appears to be effective against severe disease. And as a result, it is a very mild virus today, unlike when it first hit this country and many of us were sounding the alarm and saying, look, we got to protect vulnerable people. It's acting like a different virus. And so we need to treat it like a different virus. And that's why the CDC basically said, look, stop the 10 day isolation stuff. Stop the quarantining. Stop the mass testing. Do we test for every infection? I mean, when somebody has a conference, do they say everyone has to test for respiratory syncytial virus or metanumovirus or influenza virus in order to attend the conference? Now, what we could do is probably just use common sense. If you're sick, stay home. And if you're around someone very vulnerable, you know, use some precautions. And finally, just the last thing I'll ask you, Dr. McCary, on on people who have lost taste and smell, I, I find that to be the most intriguing thing. I know that doesn't happen to everybody, but it's happened to enough people. Is that what makes this, I don't know, if you want to call it worse, is there something about that down the road we'll understand that maybe makes this, uh, uh, if you want to call it synthetic or a manufactured virus, maybe that makes this something particularly dangerous or unusual or has longer lasting impact than we understand? Yeah, I think the antibodies from the spike protein are crossing over and affecting that part of the body that affects taste and smell. Now, look, if you live in New York City, maybe it's good that you don't have your taste and smell because <laughs> the place smells like a sewer. But the NIH is spending a billion dollars on long COVID. It's the only thing they're really interested in. That and pushing the vaccine. They have no interest in studying vaccine complications, no interest in public health, no interest in figuring out if the dosing should be different or lower, no interest in other, no interest in other vaccines. So they're basically spending all their money on long COVID. And they put out one study suggesting that one in five people develop long COVID. That was total misinformation. The real number from the UK study was 1.5% of people develop long COVID. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.